Hello and welcome everybody to the Five Star Podcast, where we always have technical problems and uh, we sometimes watch movies. My name is Ryan Hurley, and I'm here with my esteemed co-host uh, Sam Wolfcool. Plenty of uh, plenty of mishaps to come on this episode. Yeah, we'll see if this is another impromptu two-parter here. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, Anchor's nice to us, and the, it'll just do it as a uh, for each movie if it decides to kick us off like that. I didn't. I didn't run back through all of last week's pod, but I skipped to like the last like minute of part one, and it was just like dead silence and me being like, "Hello, hello," <laughs> and then it just was done. I think it's the best potting we've ever done, honestly. Oh no, that was so bad. I was like. Anchor's been Anchor was doing pretty good last week too. Like you weren't as broken up. It sounded good, and then it was just gone. Yeah, it felt like we weren't talking over each other as much. Not as many yeah. like technical difficulties, and then all of a sudden it, it kicked us right off. Oh my goodness! But um, we're gonna try and persevere through the technical difficulties. And uh, this week we have a fun pod. We uh, swap some movies for each other, as we said at the end of the last one. Um, so we'll get right down to that. Um, but first, what, we are going to open the same way we always open. What was your favorite thing that you watched in the past week here? Okay, this is this is bold. But I feel like I've been in like a movie rut in the last week. I've been watching a lot of stuff that I'm kind of given like between like two and three stars. I'm just kind of like, yeah, some of it's good. But like, this isn't like, I don't think it's creative or like insightful or kind of empty. But I watched Not Another Teen Movie. It's the parody movie they do. Like they have like a disaster movie one, and this is the one to teen movies. It was really good. As someone really? who watches way too many high school movies, they hit every trope. They like they had people who were like playing characters from like high school, from famous high school movies, and it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Everything was funny. It hit every beat. It was like its own creative movie. It had some hilarious cameos. Molly Ringwald was in it. The principal from Breakfast Club played himself. Like, he played the same character. And uh, the dad from Ferris Bueller made a nice appearance. Is it uh, Chris Evans in that one as well? Yeah, he's really good in it. I've, I've heard that that's, like, the best of those, like, spoof movies that they do. Definitely. The uh, My favorite part, though... Which is, uh, I've been watching Grey's Anatomy lately. So Kyler Lee, I don't know if that's how you say her name. She plays the lead in the movie, and she's in, uh, she's Lexi Gray in Grey's Anatomy. So it was nice to see her make a movie. <laughs> Good little a wild like... start, yeah. <laughs> Good little like throwback performance of hers. Yeah, it was a yeah. It was a lot of it. Was, it was much different from her like clean cut Grey's Anatomy character to being a, <laughs> a, a spoof teen movie. More fun, though, I feel like. What about you? What, what's your favorite thing you watched this week? So yesterday, I think this probably says a lot about um, where I'm at in this quarantine. But yesterday, with my roommates, um, we watched... My God, am I really blanking on the name right now? Suspiria. The Luca Guadagnino movie from 2019, Suspiria. Uh, it was a wild ride. 
it, I had not seen it before. Um, it was long, but it didn't feel long when I was watching it. Thank God. I know that's something that we normally harp on. Um, but yeah, all the performances were really great. Super different than, uh, than call me by your name, but still of, of like the same quality for sure. And it's on Amazon Prime, so you know everybody's losing their mind a little bit. <laughs> Maybe they could go and watch I, that. Uh, I saw you watch that, and I was like, "Oh no, is she going to show up here and explain to me why Suspiria is a better movie than Slumber Party Massacre?" And I like had like I I, I already created some counterpoints as to why those movies are. <laughs> oh no 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 different. I would never. Uh, I wasn't going to hop on the soapbox. I was like, "Oh man, these movies are uh, uh, very different." And and cost uh, a very different amount of money to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they're they're playing with completely different playbooks. That would that wouldn't be fair of me. <laughs> yeah, Dakota Johnson was she good? I, I I harp on her a lot. She was. She was really good. I I liked her a lot in the movie. She like. Um, she is playing like a role that kind of fits with, I would say, her like ditzy um, on-screen, you know, persona, and and it kind of uh, it kind of gets played with, you know, throughout the run of the movie in a really really smart way. So I really like that. Um, yeah, because that was I think another thing that kind of what worried me about the movie is I was like, I like Dakota Johnson, but I hadn't like seen. A performance from her where I was necessarily like she's amazing, you know. So yeah. like when I saw she was the lead, I was a little, I was a little confused. But it all makes sense now. She's really great in the movie. <laughs> Good, that's exciting. I'm, I like that. I'm like she's growing on me. But in the past, I've been like you, Dakota. Yeah, she's very. She's got like a very specific type of character she plays. Normally, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so. Uh, what was our our quick question for this week as well? All right. So I, I realized that we've only ever talked about mm-hmm. and are going to talk about this week movies from before 2000. So I guess why do you think we've been focusing on like older movies? I think it's like two things. One, we uh, probably just want to talk about older movies because uh, we don't get to talk about them that much and there's not anything new out now. So it's like, why not just talk about something that you wouldn't normally be able to talk about? And then two, I think there's a lot more like weirder older movies, if that makes sense. Like, um, you know, like I don't think necessarily like something like the slumber party massacre would necessarily be made nowadays for, for reasons we'll get into. Um, but (laughs) you know, you don't just don't, you see a lot more like you see a lot more, um, all the movies are a lot more of the same nowadays. I feel like. What do you What do you think? You know, it's funny. I don't think they'd make Out of Sight either. Probably I not. No. I don't think they'd let a a movie like that get that racy. I feel like they would keep it like. Kind yeah, of it would certainly be a lot more different. You know, like it. I don't think it would be as like faithful to the book as as the movie is, mm. and and I don't think it would push the like. The, the romance as much, you know, like the, the George Clooney character, I think is a pretty modern movie character, but the, 
storylines, not necessarily. Um, I think we've been focusing on older movies because I, I just like think I just like look at my letterbox and like I've seen a lot of movies from like this decade. So I've been like I, I guess like it's older movies that I'm like more curious about and like focused on and trying to be like, man, I want to watch like older movies to try to get like a better like base film understanding. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, just like when you're not tr- having to balance that with like going to the theater every Friday too. Right. You know, it's just like a little bit more fun to do that. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I miss I miss the theater. I do too. I can't. I, I can't go. Wait to go back. I can't wait to go back. <laughs> It'll be dangerous, and I'm sure I'll be in a uh, face mask, but uh, I'll, I'll still yeah. be there. I will bring baby wipes and wipe down my seat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of hand sanitizer. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, whatever helps. <laughs> Well, let's not dwell on the quarantine too much here. Let's get into our movie spot. Um, first up on the docket is Slumber Party Massacre. Do you want to take it away? So I guess I so I'm gonna I'm gonna two part this. Why I gave you the movie and like what I like about it. So I guess I gave you the movie because I know you haven't seen a lot of horror movies, and I guess this is just a horror movie that like I fell on one day, and I was like, this is everything I want in a slasher movie with no with no fat at all. And the reason I like the movie is I was at like this point where I'd seen so many horror movies that were like that like called themselves slashers. But like they wouldn't kill anybody. There was no blood. Like it was just like frustrating. I was like, these aren't slasher movies. Like no one's dying. So then I got Shudder and I like stumbled upon this Slumber Party Massacre movie. And it was, it's an amazing ride of 77 minutes. Um, but yeah, that's why, uh, that's why I gave it to you. I got a lot of, I got a lot of good <laughs> things to talk about with Slumber Party Massacre, but what, but what did you think? Um, I thought it was a fun movie. I definitely see what you're talking about, why, why you gave it to me. Um, I watched it, I watched it with my roommate and we had like a good time sitting there and kind of like yelling at the TV screen uh, while we watched it. Um, early on in the movie, he was like on Wikipedia and apparently like, and maybe I'm stepping on something you're going to say, but apparently it was originally written as a comedy. And then like, once it got in producer's yeah. hands, it, um, became more like straightforward. And I, I think as soon as I heard that, that like enlightened a lot of things for me. Um, but I had fun with it. It didn't like necessarily like blow my mind but i thought it was like you know i thought it was fun to like laugh laugh along with you know like like we said before like um when i watched suspiria i definitely was going into that with a very different set of expectations than this than this movie um and i certainly i was expecting the like female writer and director to make a lot more fun of like the male gaze in these movies and it's like perpetuating that almost more than that I've seen in the other ones that I've seen. So that was pretty wild. Um, I think, I don't know. I think I had fun with it, but it might not be something I like necessarily think about down the line. If that makes sense. No, I agree. I, I, I got a funny thing I'll bring up later about the, the male gaze of that movie, but I just have, I just, I'm just going to run you through some points and questions for you. So, my, my girlfriend and I have this... So before we watch a horror movie, 
we uh, I always ask her if she thinks it's going to be a boob movie, which started with, is there going to be nudity in this? And it's kind of become like, for me at least, it's kind of become like, is this going to be like a gory, like bloody, nudity-filled, just like mess of a movie? And I remember right before we watched it, I was like, so what do you think? And she was like, no way. <laughs> Minute into this movie, this woman, this woman, I'm going to call her a woman. She is a woman of 18 <laughs> years old, apparently. Just just the quickest nude scene I've ever before seen. Before she even has the dialogue, but, too. Like, it's like oh. her waking up and, like, hitting snooze on the radio and then nudity. And I was like, wow, okay, wow, yep. all right. And then, okay, here, here's my first question for you. So we get that ridiculous game of basketball. Just... <laughs> They play they play full game, twelve minute quarters. What's the final um, score of that game? So so I'm going to refer back to when uh, I coached my sister's um se- sixth and seventh grade basketball teams. And um judging that these were uh, high school varsity women's team was on about the same skill level as them, I think maybe they they scored they scored twenty five points tops. <laughs> I, I think the other it's like yeah. a sixty to twenty five route. No one, like all, like none of that clothing looked comfortable on them. It was all like skin tight, and every time they scored, they were like, <laughs> "Yeah, woo!" I'm like, "What is I going like, on?" The coach. I like Kimberly driving to the hole. She's got a wide open layup. Stops, passes it out to the new girl. The new girl <laughs> makes a bucket, and they're all like, "You played so well." I'm like, "Why didn't you shoot, Kim? You were open." And then they transitioned into the wildest shower scene I've ever seen in any movie ever. And I've seen Carrie with the locker room. I was, at the beginning of the movie. Uh, when the camera movement, I thought it was just going to pan. I thought it was just going to pan down, like pan by as they were talking. Um, and then when it tracked down with the soap, I was like, oh my God. And like, it like literally, <laughs> it literally holds up. Uh, a girl's like asked for like a good like 10 seconds I was like wow okay wow we like watched her like take a shower and I was yeah like, I felt really, really I did not feel comfortable about that at all there's definitely uh, some squirming like and it, <laughs> me and my roommate are both like wow that, this wouldn't fly today you know we're like oh god this, yeah. I don't know about this and then that transitions into the girls walking out with two of the creepiest guys in the history oh, of God. movies. Those two. And <laughs> what gets me in that scene is they dive into like the classic eighties horror trope of like, Oh no, I forgot my book. And then the girl goes back and gets killed. I just don't understand when the guy has time to lock. Yeah. The door. And like, not just like, you know, a little like turn lock. It's like all of a sudden there's like chains and like a key lock on the door. And I was like, oh my God, you came prepared. Did you jump at all? There's one scene in particular that like I don't, I didn't like jump at, but like this time around, like I was like prepared for it. It's that scene where the coach gets home, which is like opening up her door and suddenly the like the, the drills like coming out. I was, I, I didn't necessarily jump, but I was like, oh shit. 
Uh, so like, I know if I saw it in the theater in like a dark room, I definitely like would have, because yeah, I'm the easiest person to get jumped. And uh, I definitely, definitely would have jumped. What? That was that was a surprising one. What did you think of uh, the murder? I did one? like did the, drill. Like the drill. Um, it was very to to go back to talking about how I don't necessarily think that they played with the male gaze enough. That it that was a good moment of them playing with it because the drill is very like phallic looking. Uh, yeah, like there's literally yeah. the one shot where he's killing the girl in the garage, and it's like a shot through his legs. And the so I yep. thought that was a a, a fun like weapon. I like that. That's a great scene. That's a really good shot. There were some, like, weird, like, there was one shot I'll bring up later that, like, I was like, this is a really good shot. Like, this movie had, like, a $220,000 budget. Why are we, yeah. why are we getting such a yeah, camera? Yeah, it was weird to see. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, but, yeah, I liked I liked the drill. I thought the drill was good. Um, the sound in the movie is terrible. Like, every time anyone said anything, you could, like, hear the end of the, like, word louder. I don't know how to describe they it. They also just kind like, of raspy. sound like which a lot of old movies they sound like this but like they just sounded like uh like they were coming out of like an old tinny radio or something like that <laughs> yes <laughs> it was funny it was really funny to hear honestly so i thought the weakest part of the movie was like the neighbor you have you have valerie and her like the, maybe the horniest character in movie history yeah, oh her my little God. sister um, she's actually, it's not the same actor, but, uh, she's the protagonist of Slumber Party Massacre 2, which is Oof. terrible. It's a terrible movie, but people love it. It's like, the killer is like a guy who's like in a rock band and he has a guitar and on the oh end of the god. guitar is a drill. Oh my god. <laughs> so, it sounds like they fully like went into the satire with the second, second one uh, from that, you would hope. Yeah. The second one was interesting. It, it wasn't good. But um, so there, there's like one scene that like I love with the neighbors. So Valerie is making her Kool-Aid and she's busy dumping like half of the bag of sugar into the Kool-Aid. Um, did you happen to catch the line that she says to her no, sister about the Kool-Aid? She, they were like talking about some, I don't know what they were talking about. Probably something stupid. And Valerie hands her little sister the Kool-Aid and she goes, as Mr. Jones says, Ooh. drink your Kool-Aid. Uh, <laughs> oh. There's some unbelievable oh, dialogue I was not in this movie. I did, I did the cult reference, like just totally <laughs> went over my head. I didn't catch that till this time. And I was like, <laughs> wow, oh. wow, okay. And then uh, I love the scene where, uh, okay, I, I'll, I'll, I'll phrase this as a question. Uh, were you surprised that the girls didn't see the two guys standing outside the wide open window as they were changing? Very, very surprised. And that scene, uh, that, that scene, them, them changing comes completely out of nowhere. Like, I, I, I actively was like, what? Huh? And then, you know, the, they're... The two dudes, too, they're not even trying to, like, conceal themselves at all. They're drinking a beer, you know? Like, they're like, this is the greatest moment of my life. It's like drinking yeah. a wine cooler outside. And I'm like, how does nobody see? What the, what the fuck is going on? Um, I, I loved – well, so who do you think won the baseball game? 
remember they were trying to figure out how the six runs were scored? Oh. That, like, really stupid... That was the dumbest thing in the world, but they were just, like... I just love how all of them were, like, well, he homered. They're, like, yeah, duh, we know he homered. <laughs> and then they're trying to figure out, like, well, he got a single. The dialogue in this movie was... Yeah, the dialogue is... Honestly, I think the dialogue is, is probably, like, the weakest part. <laughs> you know? Once again, maybe that's because it's, like, uh, a comedy. Maybe I'm supposed to be laughing at how they're trying to count up these runs. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I was... When they were talking about the baseball game, I was just like, why is this important? What is... What is? Yeah. What are they talking about? It, it was a lot of... Like, there was a lot of talking for people getting just murdered all over yeah. the place. Like, the thing I definitely like is is when they do all just start getting murdered. But like, there's like a 20 minute period in there where it's like a few jump scares and then talking. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, oh man, let's kill somebody here. Like, Yeah. And then the pizza guy comes. Yeah. And uh, that about, that sparks the killing. The pizza guy's death was a good death too. The eyes, the eyes uh, gouged out. Yeah. I like that. I loved, uh, I loved, like, I don't know how, like, maybe 20 minutes after that, it's just the three girls left, and they're, like, on the ground, and, and the one girl, um, who is just, like, are you guys hungry? And they're, like, yeah, like, we're hungry, and she's, like, and she starts eating the pizza. Would you eat that pizza? Hell no. Also, just, like, as, as somebody that's been on the set for a movie, uh, that pizza was definitely the most, like, room temperature disgusting pizza that they have ever eaten. I, I would guarantee it. I, I, I listened to this time to what they ordered. They ordered uh, mushrooms and olives on their pizza. I like, I like yeah. how the one girl had to specify no anchovies. Like, me and my me and my roommate were both like, what did they just try and order the most fucking disgusting pizza ever? Every time? The food at that the the food at this party was great. They had they had hot dogs, they had Twinkies, they had cheese puffs, they, they had, had pizza, they had strawberry yeah. daiquiris. All of them were in fantastic shape, and they're just like chugging down like this like terrible. Yeah, food. you know that's the way I ate in in high school, but uh, I I was uh, probably about a hundred pounds heavier than any of the women in this in this film. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, um, the uh, the do, would this movie work with cell phones? Uh, no. <laughs> no. He, he, when he when he cuts the phone line and they're calling the police, how are you going to cut a cell tower? You're going to go and you're going to take down the whole cell <laughs> tower. The the cutting the phone line was such like a. It's like a, it's such an overused trope in horror movies. It's like going to cut the phone line. It's like, well, of course you're going to. It's cut the phone it's line. such like an overused trope that it's like something that even I now I'm like, if I was going to break in, first thing I got to do is cut the phone line. You know, like it's just given. Are, are they still on the outside of houses? Are there still phone lines just like outside of houses? I've never. Seen I don't know. I, I haven't had a landline in like genuinely a decade. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my parents have one, and I just don't move. Like, when it rained, I just don't Yeah, that's just, like... I'm like, not we, for me. We used to know that literally nobody was ever calling us on our landline. So, like, we'd just sit there, and we'd just be like, boy, the telemarketers are really calling tonight. Yeah. 
Um, if you were to take a shot every time you you verbally said this was directed by a woman, how early into the movie would you have died? Uh, would I would I have died? Yes, just like alcohol poisoning gone. You know, I would definitely I would definitely already be hammered by the time he's talking to the um, phone woman that's like working on the uh, like wires outside the school. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I think I think after that shower scene, I'm I'm blacked. You know, Do I have to keep taking shots yeah. like for every instant in that one shot that I am that I am amazed that this was directed by a woman because that that would be the end of me. That was, that shower scene was just like, I like, I'd forgotten about the shower scene. Like the first time I watched it, I didn't remember like every like beat of the movie, but we get to the shower scene and I'm like, how is this in a movie? This is, this is not meant yeah, it's, for a it's film. It's like, it's like indefensible nowadays, you know? <laughs> yeah. Apparently she's like come out and the like the writer director and was like, Yeah, we probably didn't need that. <laughs> at least she knows. At least she can admit it. because <laughs> um, she obviously like had to play to the producers as much as like Yeah. And I this was um was produced by Roger Corman, so I wouldn't be shocked if he not not to say anything poorly, uh, to reflect on Roger Corman, but you know, he he did make like a lot of B movies like this, so I wouldn't be surprised if um that played his involvement played a factor. Just that there was a, there was a man that was a like a big time producer attached. I think probably had to do with her yep. being overruled like that. I maybe you can explain the scene to me. Why why do you think the killer? just out of the blue, decides to lay down under a blanket with his so, eyes open. So, I was thinking about this. I was like, you know, my first thought is, he's just tired, need a nap. You know, just take a nap when you need a nap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but then, then I was like, wait a minute. Is he pretending to be a dead body? But then the eyes were open. So then I, I don't know, you know? But... <laughs> I, I I was I was out loud trying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm going to give you some. I I got three rewatchable categories for you. Okay. I want you to answer for me. Who? Uh, I'm going to start with heat check. Who gave the biggest heat check performance out of all of them? Okay. So I'm going to say it's the killer. I'm going to say the killer gives the biggest heat check. Oh wait, no. Oh, this is tough. Actually. I'm- What's the uh, what's the girl that's like making out with the dude in the car? Oh, I don't know her name, but she was uh, yeah, she was nuts. She's really mean in the beginning. <laughs> she she dies. She just she she gives she says the uh, just the immortal lines. You're gonna you're not long for this world, Kimberly. Uh, she um, every time she was on screen, I'm like I'm not sure if she's good or bad in this, but she's certainly doing something. She's dialing it up. <laughs> I got a, I got two answers for this one. So my, my, my like not fun answer is the, uh, the boy. Like there was like the main guy who was like the creepy guy, but his like friend. There's like that scene where they're like sitting on the bed together, and he like legitimately was like really being like, I'm an actor. I'm gonna act right here. He was like, maybe we'll, bo- maybe one of us will make it. And I was like, you're doing it, man. You're doing it. <laughs> 
But to me, the easy Dion Waiters award winner here is the guy, like her neighbor, the guy that Mr. was killing Constant. snails. <laughs> Mr. Content was a little too familiar, I gotta say. I, he gave me the creeps a little bit. He was like behind her in the house, and he was like, Yeah, you guys can smoke your Malibu wa- Maui Wowie as long as you don't tell your mom I scared you half to death. Mr. Constant's creep. Just, God knows what hour, just out in his yard, killing slugs with a meat cleaver. <laughs> Does uh does anyone win an overacting I, award in this I movie? I think I am going to give like... this one to the killer. So first of all, the killer apparently <laughs> the killer apparently I love you. read Helter Skelter, the like Charles Manson book, in order to prepare. And then when when he's like doing the thing uh to the one girl where he's like, I love you. I was like, Oh god, oh my lord, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> what about the main girl running out with the knife? Every time she had a knife, she came like running around the corner, like ah! Oh no, I can't hear him. He's frozen. Can you hear me now? Yes, there you are. Yeah, so like every time she uh, was. Like really fit with the, uh, I would say, Michael Jordan-esque flat acting. <laughs> and the other part. <laughs> she's doing either nothing or too, or too much. It's, it's wild. and So who won the movie in your book? I don't know. Can you hear me right now? Can you hear me right now? Are you there? Can you hear me? (laughs) 